Good afternoon, baseball fans, and welcome to Baseball Bonds, the podcast that brings families together. My name's Jim. And I'm Brayden. And we are bringing you our fifth, is it? Um, yeah, fifth. Fifth episode of the Baseball Bonds podcast. Uh, we've explored many things. Our last time we explored our visit to the Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame weekend, and we had a fantastic time. And that's what we discussed last week. This week we got some more baseball topics. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Braden. He's got an interesting topic. He wants to talk about uh, the baseball players today. By age, who is the best ball player in baseball? And after that, we're going to discuss uh, a month later, the Mets, since that's our favorite team, the decision they made to sell off the players and bring in some young players. How is that working out, and how do we feel about it now that we had time to digest it after, of course, we were pretty emotional about it when it first happened? So I'm going to hand it over to Braden. He's going to take it away. And Braden, here you go. So, like he said, I'm going to be talking about the best players in the MLB by age. So at age 20, Yori Perez, the starting pitcher for the Marlins. He's been doing really good. At age 21, we have Ellie De La Cruz, who has slowed down a little bit but he's still doing pretty good. At age 22, we have Julio Rodriguez. He's been doing really good. He's hitting like 17 straight games or something. So he's been having a really good August. And now it's September, we gotta see how he does. At age 23, we have Bobby Witt Jr. He's been doing good this year. He's on the verge of a 30-30 season. At age 24, we have Guan Soto, so he's been doing really good. At age 25, we have Ronald Acuna Jr., who's created his own special club of the 3060 club. And just yesterday, he hit the hardest ball this year at a 121.4 mile per hour, 454 foot home run against the Dodgers. At age 26, we have Kyle Tucker on the Astros. The runner-up was Luis Suarez. At age 27, we have Zach Gallen, the starter for the D-backs. At age 28, we have Shohei Otani. So he's been doing good. He's probably going to be MVP this year. AL MVP. At age now we have Corey Seager, who the Mets just played a couple of days ago, and he got a lot of hits off them. At age we have Mookie Betts. He's been doing really good this year. He might even beat Acuna for MVP. At age 31, we have Aaron Judge. He's, he was injured a little bit this year, but he's been doing really good since he came back. At age 32, we have Garrett Cole. He might win a Cy Young this year. At age 33, we have Freddie Freeman. He's been getting a ton of hits this year. He's like a hit machine. At age 34, we have Merrill Kelly on the D-backs. This is the weakest age group for the second year in a row. But he's also a really good starter this year. At age 35, we have Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers. 
You've been doing good this year. Last year, you got his 200th win. No, it was earlier this year, actually. Um, at age 37, we have Chris Martin. I've personally never heard of him, but he's on the Red Sox. At age 38, we have Max Scherzer on the Rangers. So, like, we're gonna discuss about the trades later. He was part of the Mets' big trade deadline trades. At age 39, there's Charlie Morton on the Braves. At age 40, it's Justin Verlander, another one of the guys the Mets traded. At age 41, we have Adam Wainwright, but he's probably a future Hall of Famer. At age 42, there's none. And at age 43, Rich Hill on the Padres. He's already thrown 137 innings this year. He's going to pitch. He's probably going to pitch for a while. Alright, and that's the end of the best players by age. Good stuff, Braden. Thanks a lot. So what I'd like to do now, um, next part of this podcast, I'd like to take a few minutes and kind of take a look back a month ago when the Mets had their big sell-off at the trade deadline. Uh, myself, and I know Braden, we were pretty emotional about it. We were not too happy that they decided to break up their team this year while they were still possibly contending. But now we've had a, a chance a month later to kind of calm down, look back, and look at it objectively and say, was this a good thing to do or not? My opinion is, looking back, I kind of think it was. I mean, yeah, we gave up a couple of great pitches in Scherzer and Verlander, but we did get a whole new farm system. I mean, we've got eight, nine players, and for more reports, and Jason uh, Braden's going to go into this in detail in a few minutes, but um, I think it put some new energy into the team. I think we got some young players, and we got some hope. So I think looking back, it's going to turn out to be a good thing in the future. Uh, we could only hope. Uh, now you're hearing rumors about them possibly talking about trading Peter Alonso. That's not something I think I'll, I would get over too quickly. Um, but we'll probably save that for the next podcast. So again, my opinion, and I'm going to hand it over to Braden. My opinion is it was tough to digest. We gave up two excellent pitches, and it definitely hurt us this year. But hopefully they can bounce back quickly next year if some of these players um, come up to the systems quick. So here's Braden. He's going to talk about some of these players. So, part of the Verlander trade brought back Drew Gilbert. And he has been really good in double-A, I think, he's in. And so there's a funny story. One of the guys, one of his friends, he was talking to them before the draft one year. and I think it was last year. And he was like, imagine... One of us gets traded to the same team that we're on. And one of them got drafted by the Mets, and Drew Gilbert got drafted by the Astros. And then he got traded to the Mets, and now they're teammates in the farm system. So, that's about some of the players they got for the trade for Scherzer and Verlander. And then... Another one of the big names in the farm system was Ronnie Mauricio, and he just got called up recently. And he's been doing really good. He's in his first two games, he's hitting five seventy one with like with three hits, three for like five or something. So he's doing really good. And then Brett Beatty also got called up, 
and Mark Vientos. He's been doing good lately. He's hit a he hit a home run last night in their loss. So that's a uh, that's my explanation of the farm system. Yeah, that, that's a lot of hope in that farm system. So, Brayden, I have a question for you. Brett Beatty came back up. What do you think? Do you think he will be the third baseman of the future? Yes, I do. Yeah, you think that time in the minor leagues did him good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I think he's going to be a staple at third base for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's our podcast for tonight. Uh, next week, or the next podcast, like I said, I think I would like to uh, get into the Pete Alonso trade talk a bit. Mm-hmm. And see how everybody feels about that. Uh, he right now he would be the face of the Mets, and to see the Mets trade him, I don't see it happening. But then again, we didn't see what happened last month happening either, so you never know. So I'm going to sign off. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'll hand it over to Braden to sign off, and everybody have a great day and enjoy the rest of the season. Thanks for watching. Bye.